Welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Hey there, happy Saturday, everybody, as we post Super Bowl weekend. Um, you know, now there's other stuff to talk about besides the Super Bowl, uh, celebrations ending pretty much this week. At least I feel like it's, it should be ending. I don't know if I could celebrate another few days. Get get back at me next week, though. My name is Tanner, the Sports Buffoons in Whiskey Sports Podcast, and Let's Talk Sports. Join with me is JG of the Sports Buffoons and Let's Talk Sports. What's up, JG? What's up, Tanner? You're right, man. It hasn't been a full week yet. We haven't had a it full hasn't. week. So yeah, I, feel I, need like, to have, I feel like it's been a full week. That's why I've got my Chiefs <laughs> gear on, man, because I, I need to have a full seven days to get over this shit. So, um, yeah, I'm still celebrating over here. I think I think I got one more day, which is today in me. Uh, I got some some events I want to attend here. So but after today, man, I, I'm just going to lay flat on the floor just because I'm, I'm going to be so tired. I was already so tired last night, um, but I still went out for a little bit. So it's it's been a hell, hell of a week, man. Hell of a week. A lot of well, emotions. Tomorrow, tomorrow is the day when, when I get to sit there and watch the NBA All Star Game. That that will be the day where I officially start to move on with my life. But until then, um, let's you know, let's keep celebrating. But we do have a lot of stuff to get into in terms of uh, the NBA. That's right. That's right. NBA is just ramping up after this, so there'll be a lot of great topics coming to play. Uh, today, guys, we're going to talk about the new look of the Lakers. We'll talk about the landscape of the West, who's the best big three in the league, and finally, our predictions for the three-point contest uh, for tonight's All-Star Skills Competition, essentially. So uh, excited to get into it. So, JG, let's let's break it down, man. What well, Lakers here, right? They got, they got D-Lo in. They got what Mobamba came into play, got rid of some guys they didn't need. Did they make enough to make to have a new look? Do they make enough to be a contender now? I I think there's a lot of teams that have enough to be a contender now, especially in the Western Conference. Uh, but for me, the Lakers, I I love it, man. The the first first of all, the only thing you had to do was get rid of Russell Westbrook, and that in itself is addition by subtraction, and he was just a bad fit. Um, a lot of people out there, they think he's totally washed. I, I disagree with it, man. I think he's got a lot left in the tank. But the problem is, is the fact that he was a bad fit for the Lakers, that made him look at times like he was a washed player. And I think he'll be a great fit for, you know, some other teams out there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who picks him up. But terrible fit for the Lakers. So now he's gone. Um, but now we've got D'Angelo Russell. So we'll be talking about big threes a little bit later. Guys, this is a legitimate big three now on the Lakers. I understand D'Angelo Russell. He's not on the same level with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But to me, he is a star point guard in this league. And he's a dog. I mean, he he's going to fight for everything. He's a scrappy player. Um first game in that new starting lineup he had 21 points and seven assists uh, and the most important thing for me is not only can D'Angelo Russell score uh, but he can also facilitate that offense 
which can get LeBron James off the ball, which is something I personally, I've been begging for that for a long time. Now that LeBron is in the later stages of his career, uh, you got to get that guy off the ball, get him some rest. You don't want LeBron James, the best player in, you know, you know, in the last 15, 20 years, you don't want that guy running out of the gap, running out of gas, or you will have no shot at the playoffs whatsoever. So D'Angelo Russell yeah. is a guy that gets LeBron James off the ball yeah, and uh, can allow LeBron James to do some different things. Now, LeBron's still going to be facilitating that offense at times, but um, you needed a guy in there like D'Angelo Russell, who, you know, I, I would say has a higher basketball IQ than Russell Westbrook. That's also very important. Uh, but it's also a guy that LeBron James can trust. Now, um, it's kind of funny that, you know, the Lakers drafted D'Angelo Russell and eventually brought him back. Uh, but th this guy's a stud, man. So that when we talk about the big three a little bit later, this this is definitely one of my favorite big threes now in the league. Um, they also added Malik Beasley, who is a 38% three-point shooter for his career. So you've got guys now that can space the floor. Um, that's the other thing we complained about. Uh, when you had Russell Westbrook in there, uh, we didn't have enough shooters on this team. And so that's what LeBron James needs is shooters. So now you got D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, who can knock down threes. Um, I also like uh, Jared Vanderbilt in there at the center position, um, getting you some rebounds. I like Mo Bamba coming off the bench. I love Dennis Schroeder now leading that second unit. I, that looks a whole hell of a lot better for me than Russell Westbrook trying to lead that second unit because with Schroeder, while he's not an elite three-point shooter, he's still 34, 35% for his career. He's going to knock down the open three when you need him to. Um, and the guy's only like 29 years old. So Dennis Schroeder, a guy, I feel like early on in his career, he was a star player. And so overall, I like the new look of this team. You've still got Austin Reeves coming off the bench, uh, playing some really good defense, which is something else you're not going to lot of you're not going to see a lot of in the Western Conference period as we move forward in the playoffs. Not a whole lot of good defensive teams. So Austin Reeves is a guy that can you can plug in there. He'll knock down some shots and play great defense. And uh, another shooter, Rui Hachimura, that they acquired from the Wizards. He's coming off the bench now. He's a 35% three-point shooter. So I would say, you know, Malik Beasley, he's a really good three-point shooter. Um, but these other guys, they're they're going to hit the open shot, um, I think, when you need them to. So uh, it, it remains to be seen if these guys will be a contender. I will tell you right now, that the one thing that is a constant that never changes is that if you think they're going to be a contender, it always hinges on the health of Anthony Davis. If he is healthy, it's always they are, they are a contender. I don't care who's on that roster. If he is not healthy, uh, you might as well just give up because they're not going to contend with anybody. So um, it's it's like that every single year. But if AD is healthy, these guys, I mean, they're a top four, top five team in the west no doubt wow all right nick boggins out here what's up boggins jg you got some shit on your hat hey boggins you looked better in red anyways you know it 
You know you look better than uh, hey, I'm still waiting for Nick to go out and buy that Raiders Aaron Rodgers jersey. <laughs> uh, he says Lakers still won't make the the WCF because street clothes Davis, and then the, uh, what does he say? Clove to the Heat. Yeah. Look, <clears throat> here's my thoughts on the Lakers. Here, they're 13th in the NBA. Their points per game, the seventh best. Their pace is second best, right? So there's hope there, right? But we're this is a, a basically a new unit you're going to after after the trade deadline and essentially in the all-star break, it's it's still a unit that has to be cohesive and everything. But uh, Mobamba, definitely an upgrade from Bryant. Happy to see that. <clears throat> I think Mobamba will be an effective piece there, as well as Delo being more cohesive essentially with that team than Westbrook was, right? Westbrook just has a different playing style, that's what it is. But you look at the teams in front of them, and you got to say that AD or no AD, right? Can they surpass these teams who can be, you know, who who have pushed the playing game? I think the Lakers have a chance to push a final spot of the playing game, but the Blazers, so the teams in front of them right now, the Blazers, the Jazz, the Thunder, Golden State, Timberwolves, and the Pelicans, right? That's including playing games, so... Jazz obviously lost the key pieces. Westbrook's not staying. They can push out. Blazers, as long as Lillard's there and Anthony Simons comes back uh, healthy after the All-Star break, that's that's an effective team. The Pelicans, an effective team. The Timberwolves with Conley now. That's a team that was missing a key piece of Conley. And they have Conley. I think they push forward as well. I think they're right up there with the Lakers as an improved team, even though they should have been improved already. I think Conley's a really big key piece of that. And Golden State and the Thunder. The Thunder just likes to make noise with people during the games. But what what about Golden State? So do you have any of those teams there? Golden State, basically Golden State, the Pelicans, Timberwolves, the Blazers, and the Lakers. You have the Lakers surpassing all those teams. I Yeah, I mean, I think I, I will guarantee you right now that at, at the very <laughs> bare minimum, if AD is healthy, they will make the play-in. The play-in. But- I, I don't really care about seedings right now. You know, you stated earlier that they're the 13th seed. Uh, we talked about this last week. There's not a whole lot of separation in the West. It's not like being a 13th seed in the East where there's more separation. Um, they're three and a half games out of the sixth seed. So I think it's completely logical. Like I said, I like the look of that roster right now. If they make if they make this thing work with that new roster, um, they could be a six seed where they wouldn't even have to be in the play in tournament. But yeah, I mean, I can easily see them moving ahead of the thunder, the jazz trailblazers, um, probably not Timberwolves or Pelicans, but you just never know. I mean, like I said, they, they will be in the play play in. I mean, you can take that to the bank right now, unless, you know, like I said, if AD injures his cock, like it happens from time to time, then that's a different story. But um, yeah, I mean, it, dude, nobody would want to play that team in the play in situation. So um, Pelicans. Yeah. I mean, I think that roster on paper is better than the Pelicans right now. Timberwolves, that that would be kind of that that would be a good comp right now would be Timberwolves and Lakers. I think those two rosters would be kind of even at this point. Um, but for me personally, 
I know it was only one game that we saw the other night against the Pelicans. And so it's early on in the game with this roster, but, um, yeah, you know, it's just, like I said, key. like I said, on paper there, you know, this, this roster in theory is, is better than all of those teams, in my opinion, with the exception of maybe the Timberwolves. I don't think they scratch the top six, right? I don't think they, they can scratch that because that's Dallas, Phoenix, Clippers, Sacramento, Memphis, Denver. I don't think you, you can take any of those teams in the play, playing games. I think they can surpass Utah for sure. Uh, Portland, very possible, depending. It's all based on health for that team, really. And then the Thunder. The Thunder, a very inconsistent team. I mean, they, they play great games at times, but then they really go in a, a crap storm, right? Shit storm, big time. So I think they can get into that final spot of the playing game because I don't think you take Golden State out. I don't think you take Minnesota out. And I don't think you take Pelly's out. So I think the Thunder, Portland, and Utah is your key teams to watch because that's going to be your final spot into that final way. So if the Lakers, AD or no AD, again, <clears throat> if the Lakers can just be consistent in the second half of the season here, they can. I think they can get that final spot in the playing game. I, I tell you one thing I would love to see is the Lakers up against the Warriors. I mean, you guys know I'm a Warriors fan, but if I could see those two teams in a play-in tournament and just to see the Lakers get worked by the Warriors, dude, like, yeah, you don't know how happy that would make me. It's like, I want to see the, the Lakers do well overall, but if that shit were to happen in a play-in game, I mean, the Lakers would just get worked, man. It, it would be ugly. <laughs> that would be. Uh, Botkins out here says, can Kyrie and Luca work? Do you believe in that combo right now? I know we're not to the big three yet, but just a, just a general two, you know, cohesive guys. Can they work with, with each other? Yeah, absolutely. They can work. You know, I was just looking at uh, my fantasy league the other day and my particular nine cat league over the past, I think it was the past two weeks um, or no, it was over the past month. Kyrie Irving is the number one player in my fantasy league out of everybody and that he's just a tremendous he has a tremendous amount of firepower to that roster and absolutely i do believe that those guys can work together uh, because luka Doncic, i mean yeah while he's a ball dominant guy you know kyrie irving won a championship playing next to a ball dominant guy in lebron james and so I think Kyrie has that experience where he knows how to play and feed off of a guy who is ball dominant like Luka Doncic. Now, do I think they're going to win the championship? Hell no, they're not going to win a championship this year. But that that tandem right there, that tandem works for me. And I, I certainly think that, I mean, nobody's going to want to play those that duo in, in the Western Conference playoffs uh, because they, they could easily make a run. You know, dude, Luca was in the Western Conference uh, Finals last year. So even though he lost, I mean, they should at least make it out of the first round this year. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. But yeah, to me, that tandem works. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Let's talk about the layout of the West as we transition here. Um, obviously, we just went over the the standings here. Your top six teams, I feel like, are pretty set. 
it's your playing games and the guys below that that have a chance to to make something happen. But what's your layout of the West currently? Um, you know, quite simply, it, it's very interesting because not a whole lot of these teams out west play any defense. So if I'm going to put any of these teams up against the Celtics or the Bucks or even the Sixers for that matter, I mean, it's going to be very difficult for any of these Western Conference teams to win a championship this year because most of their defense just sucks. Yeah, looks uh, like your Nuggets are the second differential. You know, Mike loves that differential number. Nuggets are the second best to the uh, Boston Celtics. So that, yeah, that's great. Except I don't even see the nuggets as, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to come out of the West. I have so many teams that I think are better than the nuggets. You just talked about the Mavericks. I think in a seven game series, uh, Luca and Kyrie Irving would totally work the Denver nuggets. I mean, that, that series to me could get easily very ugly. I think they would get destroyed by the Mavs. Um, everybody wants to talk about Phoenix right now, and they are the favorites now to come out of the West. And I think they're the betting favorite to win the championship right now, um, which I understand that they have a great roster, uh, bringing in Kevin Durant was a huge ad for them. Uh, but you got to remember Kevin Durant's 34 years old. Chris Paul is 37 years old. Uh, both of these guys, I mean, Kevin Durant, I mean, he hasn't even been playing. And we know that Chris Paul, I mean, even when he was a young guy, he would get injured. So we, I just don't trust either one of these guys to stay on the floor. And if they are healthy, yeah, they're, they're going to put up some points, man. And they're, they're going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs, but that that's my biggest uh, problem with the Suns is just the fact that you have an aging Kevin Durant, aging Chris Paul, you have a depleted team uh, that th they no longer have Cam Johnson. I don't know if you saw this or not, Tanner. Did you see Mikhail Bridges put up 45 points the other night? I did not. I missed uh, that. On, on his new team, the Nets. Now, granted, that was on 70% field goal percentage, which that'll never happen again, but I mean, Mikhail Bridges losing him. I mean, it's just there's not going to be a whole lot of depth on that team, and depth is important, especially as you go into the playoffs. Um, I do love Cameron Payne, mm -hmm. and I think he's going to be, you know, as soon as CP3 gets injured, which will inevitably happen, I do like Cameron Payne and his fit. Um, I think he's a great floor general, and he also shoots 37% from three. And so I, I would like to see more of Cameron Payne in there. Obviously, you got DeAndre Ayton. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that should be the favorite to come out of the West. I don't, I don't see them winning the championship. But right now, I, I definitely think they're the favorites in the, to win the West. You think Phoenixes? Yeah, yeah, without really? a doubt. There, wow. there's, just, there's just too much firepower. And like I said, none of the teams in the West wow. really play – I mean, yeah, you can say the Nuggets play great defense, but I was going to say the Nuggets. I mean, if you're Memphis, if you're going to, yeah, if you're going to put Kevin Durant, if you're going to put Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, CP3 up against Jokic and Jamal Murray, give me the Suns like all day long. So I can um, see, I can see that. 
I mean, yeah, but, they're healthy too, right? The Suns have to be healthy to be able to play those games. They can't rely like they did last year, but Dallas to rely on DeAndre Ayton to, to have a good game down low. And when he gets outdone by Luca, you know? Yeah. And also, when you're looking at the landscape of the West, keep in mind the Clippers. I've heard that they are the front runner right now and they have the most interest. I don't know if it'll happen to get Russell Westbrook on that team. And I know it's it's kind of like everybody just laughs when you talk about Westbrook going to the Clippers, but you just you just have no idea how that's gonna work. I mean, I I seriously believe that Ty Lu being an elite coach in the league can figure out a way to make that thing work. And to me, the Clippers are already a contender in the West because Kawhi Leonard, I don't know if you guys have been watching his number. He's playing like a monster. You know, he's still doing his game management, but he is 100% healthy right now. And you throw Kawhi Leonard and Paul George out on that floor in the West. I mean, they, they can pretty much beat anyone right now. And so I could see the Clippers making a deep run. I could see the Mavericks making a deep run. Obviously you got the Warriors, uh, Memphis Grizzlies, uh, we talk about defense. They're they're one of my favorite teams defensively yep. in the West. And uh, I, I just don't think they're they're not ready. They're they're still a little bit too young, I think, to to try to go and win a championship. They're, they wouldn't beat a team like the Suns. Uh, but for right now, I would say the Suns are the prohibitive favorites to come out of the West. And then after that. Put some put some respect on Sacramento this year. That no, they're they're not ready, dude. I mean, they're they're one of these they're one of these really great regular season teams that's going to fall on their ass once they get to the playoffs, just because of a lack of experience. But if if I had to rank it right now, I would still say Suns number one in the West. Number two, I'm still going with the Warriors, and then number three, I got to go with the Clippers, dude. Whether or not whether they bring in Westbrook or not, um, I, I would say that 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 would be my one, two, and three in terms of who I think is going to be effective in the playoffs. Wow, you even put Golden State up there too. I got them at two because they don't care about the regular season, man. Like they it doesn't matter if they're a five hundred team right now. They've got Gary Payton the second, who is not even playing now. Um, they're they're saying he's going to be ready to roll in the playoffs. Now, if he not if he's not, that becomes a problem because he's literally like the only guy between him and Draymond. Those are the only two guys that play any defense on that whole fucking team. But um, if, if he is ready for the playoffs, they will make a run. Um, I I don't see him beating Phoenix if everybody's healthy. I, I see the Suns taking care of business if that were the matchup in the conference finals, but. Uh, to me, Golden State is still right there, just based on experience alone. Is that the only team below the in the play-in game or below, or only team in the play-in games or below that you see in the top six? No, I mean, I, I told you I could see the Lakers if the Lakers find a way to get out of that play-in tournament. I mean, could you imagine if, if that roster just works out? and they go up against Denver in the first round. You don't think LeBron James and Anthony Davis can beat Denver Nuggets? I mean, that to me, that, Davis that if, <laughs> if, if, that, if that 
roster construction works out with D'Angelo Russell, I mean, they they could easily beat the Denver Nuggets. Easily. I think it's I think it's because it's more of a two on one than it is anything that would beat the Nuggets. Um oh, but dude, I, I would love to see that. I would love to see LeBron James and AD go up against the Nuggets in the first round, dude. I think I, I think I would, if it's if LeBron if it's either one on one, like let's say AD's out or if LeBron's out and it's a one on one matchup, I think I think Joker takes care of AD all day. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, if those guys are healthy, man, like I don't think the Nuggets could beat the Lakers. No way. I think it would be it would be a fun series, and I think it would probably go the distance, but it would go seven for sure. Yeah, I mean, it there's a long way to go, and that that matchup probably won't even happen. But um, you know, I, I truly believe in D'Angelo Russell, so that's that's where I'm at on on that whole situation because like I said. And not only did you get rid of Westbrook, um, who was a horrible fit on the team, but you brought in a very productive player in D'Angelo Russell. And I, I just think that people are going to be surprised. And, um, you know, I a lot of people think that I'm a LeBron hater. I've never been a LeBron hater. I love LeBron. And I'm here to tell you right now, he is still to this day not a washed king. He still has a lot left in the tank. All he's doing right now is managing his minutes there's never been a question about LeBron James still being an elite player in this league. The the only question is Anthony Davis is he's gonna is he gonna be on the floor? And if he is, right. yeah, they, they would they would work the Nuggets. All right, Bakken's out here wants to know what's your hate on the Nuggets Jokic, Murray, Porter, and Gordon. What's your hate on it? I I really don't have any hate, but there there's just not enough playoff experience between those guys, and I just feel like. When you talk about guys who are injury prone and always have issues, I mean, Jamal Murray, like he just, I don't even remember the guy playing that much over the last three years. And so, yeah, I guess he's two years, right? He's, he's mostly, he's mostly healthy right now, but I, I just, I, I take, I put a lot of stock into playoff experience and Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter. I mean, those guys, they don't have a lot of playoff experience. And so uh, I just, you know, I totally believe in Jokic. I mean, uh, Nikola Jokic is, to me, you know, he's probably going to win the MVP three years in a row. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I totally believe in Jokic, but I just, I don't know who I can depend on outside of Jokic on that roster. If, if we're going in the second round or, you know, deep into the playoffs, I, I just don't trust a team like that versus, you know, guys like a LeBron James and Anthony Davis, uh, a Golden State Warriors roster, um, even to a lesser extent, the Memphis Grizzlies. That would be another interesting matchup for me. I think Denver would probably win that matchup, um, but I, I think it would be close. I mean, uh, John Morant has already had a taste of, of losing now in the playoffs. And that's, I mean, to me, I, I, I would trust John Morant about the same amount as I would trust a Nikola Jokic in a, in a playoff matchup. Towards ACL two years ago. Yep. <clears throat> that's what it was on that. Uh, so, so basically the nuggets, I mean, looking at, at the all-star break here, first in field goal percentage, first and three point percentage, if you if you do that, we see Golden State do that all the time. 
and they win just fine. So it's going to be interesting uh, to kind of see how the Nuggets turn their second second half schedule around uh, into play. But I like the Nuggets. I think they're they're almost as long as they stay healthy, right? I think that's the big thing. A lot of these guys just need to stay healthy. If they can stay healthy, this is a team that could make a push in the playoffs. I really do believe it. They were what six last year when Joker won the MVP at 16 going into the playoffs. So now they're now they've been nonstop one. I mean, I guess we'll have to wait till playoff time to to see what else, right? Because that's what you're looking for is playoff uh series and the way Yeah, I mean, I, I've just I've watched so much NBA over the years. I mean, my my best example of an elite team that always shit the bed in the playoffs was the Phoenix Suns, the Steve Nash Phoenix Suns. They could never get it done, but they would always be the number one seed and they would just torch teams with their elite offense during the regular season. And then they never did shit really in the playoffs. I mean, they could never even win. They could never, I don't even think that team ever made it to the finals. But um, the other thing to keep in mind, guys, about the Lakers I think they have either a top three or a top five easiest schedule in the NBA from here on out. And so, like, just just keep an eye on the Lakers. That's all I'm going to tell you. Because it, it's not going to be like last year, dude, where they're a laughing stock. Uh, the, these guys could certainly make a run. Got you. All right. Let's move on here. Big three. Uh, who has, Who is the big three in the NBA now? Who, who's the best big three team? Going to the NBA. I'm going to start out east um, because you obviously have the Milwaukee Bucks, who uh, a lot of uh, a lot of great minds out there, including myself, think that uh, the Bucks, if they would have been healthy, they would have beat the Celtics and probably you know won the championship last year. Um, that is my favorite big three, at least out in the East, you've got Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday because they have championship experience. Um, just got to keep an eye on Chris Middleton right now because I, he's got, they're trying to ramp him up. Finally, I think he's never had more than 25 minutes in a game these last several weeks. Um, but if they can just kind of ramp him up and keep him healthy, I, I certainly th- I think that not only are they the best big three in the NBA, but I also think that that would be the best. Uh, they would be my personal favorite to come out of the East and, and win that conference. Um, a lot of people out there love Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Joel Embiid. Again, that's a great big three, but I, I like the uh, Milwaukee Bucks big three just a little bit better because they've been there and done that. They've gotten the job done and they've hoisted a trophy um, coming out yeah. to the West real quick. Middleton 17 games, 21.4 minutes per game. So yeah, they're just, just out there for stats. They're, they're just totally keeping him in bubble wrap, man, because they, mm-hmm. they know without him, it's going to end up the same way that it ended last year. Yep. Um, so I'll let you go ahead. You want to talk about the East before we move on to the West? Well, I guess the East here, I mean, I, I think the best East trio right now is your Tatum Brown and uh, Brogdon over there. You could put Al Horford. You could put Robert Williams in that third spot. It doesn't matter who you put. I think that that team is probably your best trio. Can can be your best trio any night uh, going into play. So I think the Celtics are easily the best trio. 
That's that's not a big three, dude. That's a big that, three. How was Brogdon well, a big three? He was a huge piece last year for Indy. I I just don't see him as. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon Brogdon is not a guy that I can depend on in the playoffs. I do depend on Drew Holiday because Drew Holiday, although he's a lesser player than Giannis and Middleton. He's still, he's always been a star player to me in this league, and he's already hoisted a trophy. Whereas Malcolm Brogdon, I mean, that guy, he's always injury prone. I don't view him as a star player. Oh. So then you can, that's when you kind of get in, you get into a debate of star versus superstar. I don't consider any of those other Celtics as star players. There's no to other, me, that's, see, though. to me, like, it's just a tandem. It's, 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 it's Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. That, that, to me, is more of a, a tandem than it is a big three. Well, Cleveland and Philly would be the next two, right? But there's no stars outside of Harden and Embiid and Donovan Mitchell. I, I think Tyrese Maxey is an up-and-coming star, and that's that's why I, I put, I don't I think put him in that. that discussion. If you're not putting Brogdon or, or uh, Robert Williams in that play, you don't put Maxey in that play. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is a better player than Malcolm Brogdon. He's just an overall better player. I mean, yeah, and, and not not to mention the fact that Brogdon, Brogdon, Brogdon is on. He's entering the downside of his career, um, and I don't trust that guy to stay on the floor. Whereas Tyrese Maxey, although he has been injured this year, he's still a younger player, and he's he's probably going to inherit that team. I mean, the only the other one that I see that I would have picked again. Not really superstars or stars by any means, but the Knicks with Randall Brunson and even Hart. Hart's that trade since Hart's come into play has been amazing. I think that team could do I think that trio could do something. I don't I don't really have a big superstar though, like like what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean I just I don't see any big threes at all. I don't like Marcus in the East. I mean the the reason the reason why the Celtics, in my opinion, should be the favorite to win the championship this year is because they have an elite defensive team. But when you're talking about big threes in terms of being box office and putting up a shitload of points on the board, to me, it's just Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. That's it. Like, yeah. I, there's no there's no big three on the Celtics unless you're talking about just, you know, wreaking havoc on the, the defensive side of the floor. We can have that discussion. I mean, outside, uh, outside of Milwaukee, there's really no big three. So... <laughs> Yeah, no, there really, really isn't. No, the Eastern Conference really doesn't have too many big threes, but they they play very good defense, and that's that's why I think you're going to see an Eastern Conference uh, champion win the NBA Finals this year. <laughs> the Heat, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> Oof. That's right, Vikings. It's all it's all Jimmy. Oh, but. that's fucking brutal, man. <laughs> all right, so you all, let's move out west real quick. Yeah, what so, do you got? Um, Big threes. Uh, we won't talk about the Clippers just yet because, yeah, I mean, if, if they get Westbrook, I would certainly entertain the thought of that being a big three. Uh, Mavericks don't have a big three right now. Uh, to me, the Phoenix Suns are not a big three. Okay. And I've, I don't know how many times I've heard this since the trade happened. I, it's making me sick to my stomach. The, the Suns are not a big three, okay? They are the favorite. I will give you that. They are the favorite to the win the West right now. DeAndre Ayton is not part of a big three. Chris Paul at age 37, 38, or whatever the hell he is, he is not part of a big three, okay? 
CP3 is on the downside of his career. He's yeah, he'll do a great job running that offense. Um, but he is borderline washed at this stage of his career. I like I said earlier, I would much rather see Cameron Payne out there running that team than I would CP3. And I'm sure uh the the third of the three buffoons would agree with me on that. He he absolutely hates Chris Paul. He would. Um <laughs> that is not a big three. Memphis Grizzlies, they do not have a big three. LA Lakers, yeah, we already went over them. To me, D'Angelo Russell, not a superstar, but he's certainly a star player that can get you 20, 25, 30 points on any given night at the drop of a hat. So to me, that is a big three. Um, If you're asking me who my favorite big three in the West is, it's easily the Golden State Warriors because you can plug in any of those three guys, okay? As much as people like to hate on Draymond Green, He's a four-time All-Star and a four-time NBA championship or four-time NBA champion. So you could put Draymond as a part of the big three. You've already got Clay and Steph. Uh, you've got Andrew Wiggins, who was an who was an all-star last year. He can get you 35 points at the drop of a hat. You've got Jordan Poole, who has already put up 30, 35 points in several games. Whenever Steph is out uh injured. Jordan Poole steps up his game. That Jordan Poole's a guy who can give you 35 points on any given night. So to me, you've got four guys on that team. You've got Steph, Clay, Wiggins, and Jordan Poole. To me, that that's a big four. Okay. That's not even a big three. That's a big four. When you have four guys at any at any one moment in time that could give you 35 or 40 points on one night. That's the best big three in the league because there's four of them that can do it. Now, I still say, you know, in terms of big three, um, overall, I still like the Milwaukee Bucks better. Um, but I, I would put in, in the West, the Warriors, although they're not my favorites to win the West, they are my favorite big three. I still think Phoenix should be the favorite. Gotcha. <clears throat> Bodkins out here says CP3 and or Aiden just as part of the big three as Holiday or Milton. <clears throat> kind of. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm not giving it to you, man, because Drew Holiday has hoisted a trophy and he is an elite defensive player. CP3 can't do shit on the defensive side of the court. So, yeah, DeAndre, DeAndre Aiden, he's a I great defender. Aiden. Maybe. DeAndre Aiden's a great defender. He doesn't really do anything on the offensive side of the court. And so Drew Holiday is an elite player on both ends of the court. He's a lockdown defender, and he can give you also a ton of points and assists on the offensive side. And so that that's the big difference for me. Now, again, if you were if if this move had happened like five years ago when CP3 was still in sort of kind of in his prime then sure, yeah, it's a big three. But at this stage of his career, absolutely not. That is not a big three in Phoenix. Okay, my big three is not Golden State because I was trying to go away from them. Uh, But I I kind of talked about them earlier. I love what I'm seeing here. I love this uh, trade that happened. I'm going to Minnesota. Conley, Rudy Gobert, and Anthony Edwards. You know, it's just going to be more helpful when Towns gets healthy. But I love that combo. I think we saw some glimpse of it before the All-Star break. Uh, with the Conley Gobert connection coming back into play, we saw what they were with the Jazz 
uh, together. So it can only be better now that you've added Anthony Edwards into play with Minnesota. Essentially, these three are kicking towns out of Minnesota <laughs> eventually. But I, I think that's my favorite big three in the West is is Conley, Gobert, and Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on that. But again, it, it kind of reminds me of the Phoenix Suns big three and that, you know, Mike Conley, I've always loved that guy, but he's just like, he's he's getting up there in years man like he is i don't he's think still he's still effective man still he's effective. still effective but he's, he's not in his prime and my no, definition to be on a big three my my personal definition of a big three are to have three guys who are still in their prime and i understand draymond's still in his prime what he's only 32 years old dude cp3 is 37 He's on his. He's so, on his and it, the only the only guy that somebody might throw out there uh, to try to break my argument would be LeBron James. Well, yeah, you you've got a point there. He's not in his prime, but he's only the second or third best player to ever play the game, and he still has and he's still- a lot of juice. He's got a lot of juice left in the tank, and his basketball IQ is off the charts. And so, I I still consider guys like a LeBron still playing at an elite level, even though he's not in his prime to be a part of a big three, but guys like CP three, Mike Conley, I, those guys are, they're out of their prime. And that's why I would not, I mean, I I like your point Tanner and I I would consider that to be a really good big three, especially if they can get Carl Anthony towns out of there. Cause like I, that's the guy I've never trusted, but um, yeah, no, I mean, I like it, man. I like, I like go bear Mike Conley. And the ant and, and the ant man as a big three, I love it, man. They're just not my favorite, but that's certainly, yeah. I'd call it a big three. I just, you know, I'm like at this stage of Mike Conley's career, I think, uh, you know how it is. I think he was a rookie the same year as Kevin Durant, but these smaller guards in the NBA, they don't last as long. I mean, you've already seen guys like yeah. Kevin Durant. I mean, he's injured right now, but when you have, um, a smaller guy versus a, a bigger guy at the same age. Um, those smaller guards tend to break down a little bit earlier in their career than the, than the taller guys like Durant. Right. Yeah. No. And then Bakken's out here says holiday is a good player, not an elite player. So, yeah, no, I, I would never call him an elite player. I'm just saying like, he's a guy that he, I, I consider him to be a star player in this league who has already hoisted a trophy. And he's a guy that I would trust more in the playoffs than I would trust guys like, a, you know, like a, a Mike Conley or a CP three. I mean, CP three's never won anything and everybody thinks that, Oh, well, you know, he's got to win it now, you know, or it's never going to happen. Well, for CP three, that, that was like five years ago. What like whatever, or whenever he was with Houston, oh, that, was, that was the moment in time where you could have made that argument and said, okay, well, Chris Paul better get it done now, or it's never going to happen. That was when he was with the Rockets, not at age freaking thirty-seven. No, I, I was I was gonna say Chris Paul's window was the 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 Clippers days when they were so yeah. I, I just I give <laughs> Drew Holiday a lot of credit um, be, because he plays elite defense and in terms of his offense, I mean the guy can put up twenty-five points in a game, but he will never be asked to do that as long as Middleton and Giannis are out there because. The, the whole focal, focal point of the offense is Giannis and Chris Middleton is the closer. So you're never going to ask a guy 
like Drew Holiday to put up a 30 burger, but he is capable of doing that. And he's also capable of, you know, locking down the, you know, on the opposing team, the, the mm-hmm. first or second best player um, defensively. So like, I just give Drew Holiday a lot of credit defensively. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right. Let's talk about today's skills competition. The only one I want to touch base on it's a three point contest. Cause that's the one that interests me the most uh, in today, just cause I love seeing these guys go at it uh, around the, around the court there. So in the three point contest here, we got buddy healed. Uh, I always say this name wrong. Was it Lori McCarkin? I believe it's Markinen. Markinen. Thank you. I knew I was going to say it wrong. Tyrese Halliburton, Kevin Huter, Dame Time, Tyler Hero, Jason Tatum, and Julius Randle coming into play. Um, obviously, we all know Buddy Heald should win this contest, but Jason, does Buddy Heald win this contest? I I'm not going to bet on him, and I will tell you why. I I like the fact that uh, his teammate Tyrese Halliburton. Um, who is also one of my favorite players from that particular draft class. I, I think this is going to be a competitive thing between two teammates. And I do believe it will be an Indiana Pacer that wins this thing, but I think it's going to be his teammate Tyrese Halliburton that wins the three-point contest. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to count out uh, Lori Markinen. I would say, for me, those top three guys are right there. I don't think Dame Time is going to win it. I I don't really think Tyler Hero or Kevin Herter are going to have a good chance. Uh, maybe Jason Tatum. Uh, James. Julius Randle's not going to win the thing. So I, th- I think it's between Heald, Halliburton, and Markinen. And so it's a toss-up for me. But I'm going to go ahead and take Tyrese Halliburton just because he's kind of my favorite player out of that whole list. Um, so I, I'm going to go with Halliburton. So uh, Tyrese Halliburton, 40% three-point percentage here in 48 games because he did have that injury for a while. Uh, and then he is 51.5% uh, from the corner. That's a three-point percentage. So I like that too. Um, for me here, I'm actually going uh, Markkinen, uh to win this one. Uh, he's 41% three-point percentage, which is second on the list here of, of all these guys. Uh, but his corner three is 53.7%, which he leads that list into play for the corners. So I like that here. Buddy Hield, just so you guys know here, 43% three-point percentage guy leads the list overall there. And then the corner, he's third best at 48.4%. So uh, that's behind Tyrese as well. So I look, I, I just look, breaking it down here, if I was going to pick a winner, I'm picking Lori in this one here to, to win this one. I just, I just think overall he's better suited for it. He's also scored more points than uh, anybody outside of Tatum and Lillard uh, and Randall. So, and he's not far from Randall at all. So, but he's also 25 versus the 30 year old buddy healed coming into play, Buddy he leading the, the old guys in, in this here. Uh, let's see here. What we got, we got coming here. Where when are they going to replace the dunk contest with one v one? Oh, I haven't gosh. heard that yet, Ryan. Oh man, that you know I would love to see that. Um, unfortunately, would. it's it's never going to happen because you you would have guys like LeBron James who don't even have the balls to be in the dunk contest. 
I couldn't imagine him trying to go one-on-one with somebody and get, get freaking torched on all-star weekend. I mean, you, so you're going to have, I think you would have, it would be similar to the dunk contest and where you would have like a lot of the best players. There would be too chicken to even show up to that thing. But I, I, I would love to see it. I mean, it's, that's a great idea, but I just, I, I don't see it ever happening. Could you imagine, uh, all-star break instead of the dunk contest one V one uncle drew walks in, in his costume, ready to go versus oh, who he has to play. How great would that be? <laughs> you know, you know what that reminds me of is like, uh, the old practices of the Miami heat when, uh, Michael Beasley, the old K stater <laughs> would routinely torch LeBron James in, in one-on-one games. Yep. And that I've, I brought that up on the show before and people don't even believe it they think i'm just making stuff up or pulling out of my ass that like that was a documented fact that michael beasley would routinely torch lebron james in one-on-one i'm just like what is with these guys they they think that lebron could take michael or kobe in a game on -on one-on-one meanwhile he can't even beat his own teammate it was michael beasley back in the day when he was playing for the heat (laughs) uh ryan says did you saw you did you see din whittles uh interview he said he would smoke most of the guys now is that for the dunk contest or what is that or is it for one-on-one 1v1 hey man i i don't doubt it just because one-on-one is completely different i mean Uh i could see a lot of players that are like you would consider second third tier guys end up actually beating a lot of these top tier guys in one-on-one just and that's different. And that's exactly why you would never see something like that happen is because for a guy like LeBron James, I mean, if, if they did that on a national stage and he got torched by Michael Beasley, I mean, that, that would kill his brand. And a lot of these guys like Steph Curry, all these great players who have an amazing brand would actually get their brand destroyed. You know, if they got, let's say like, Zach Levine or somebody like that went up against, you know, like Steph Curry or Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, just, it's just a different dynamic, which is exactly why it would never happen because you would see like, like you just said, these second and third tier players going up and beating superstar players. And that's exactly why it will never happen. You know what? If I'm going to do an alternate to a dunk contest, give me a 25 man game of knockout, and I'll be, I'll watch it all day. 25 game. I, of knockout. I just want dodgeball, man. I want to dodgeball. see these guys. I want to see these guys get pegged. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> do they use real basketballs too? <laughs> no, whatever, whatever you want to use. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would love to see a, a dodgeball on NBA All-Star Weekend. That'd be great. All right, guys. We're going to wrap this up here. Appreciate your comments in here. Let's see. We got one more here. So, Scott, he goes, the guys, the Celtics are winning the title this year. Jason yeah. said they're the favorite. So Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, that's why I, I'm pretty sure I checked on the sports books. They have Phoenix as the favorite to win it all. But I only have Phoenix as the favorites really? for the West. And I, I could be mistaken on that. They could be just the West favorites. Um, but I, I, I could have sworn somebody had them out there to win the championship, and that that's just not going to happen. I mean, 
it, it all hinges <laughs> it all hinges on Chris Middleton. And that's that's what this thing hinges on. Will they get their revenge Indeed. this year against the Celtics? And if, if Middleton is a hundred percent, they will beat the Celtics and win the East. But like I said, they're just now ramping him up. And if he's not a hundred percent, which which who knows at this point, uh, we got a long way to go, but I mean, if you're putting a gun to my head, I'm taking the Celtics right now to win the East. But um, um, it, it all hinges on the health of Middleton. And if he is 100% or if can figure out a way to get to 100%, I do like the Bucks beating the Celtics this year. So I know so, I'm kind of kind of speaking out of both sides of my mouth here, but um, <laughs> I, I do think the Bucks are the better team. Uh, but I just I, I don't I don't know what to expect from Middleton, you know, coming off the kind of coming off of his injuries. So your top six here right now, Jason, based off FanDuel currently, Celtics plus 280, Bucks plus 430, Suns plus 480, okay. Nuggets plus 750, the Clippers plus 1200, 12, and the 76ers plus 1400. And that makes more sense to me. But I, I, I swear after that, after that, I'm talking about within 24 hours after that trade, the Durant oh, trade they, happened. You know they did. They they went overboard and somebody had the Suns as the favorite. I'm like, whoa, let's uh, let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. Laser tag at the All-Star game. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, in Boston Celtics, we are plus, okay, 350 on one towards books to win it all. Phoenix is I would like, hey, you know, you know me, man. You know, you know where my heart is. I want to see. I want to see a poker tournament. With these guys. Yeah, poker tournament. There we go. That that's where my heart is. I would love to see that. All right, guys. We're you don't. You don't have to worry about anybody getting injured in that, except for Chris True. Paul. He, Chris Paul would still figure out a way to get injured in a poker tournament. Yeah. I think poker tournament. The the faces we would get from players. The just the dialogue as well that comes out of it would be epic enough to watch it. Hey, so. dude. They, you heard it here first from the JG. They're, you, that's, they're going to do it, man. I, I feel this thing's going to happen. I love it. All right, guys, we're wrapping up here. Join us next Saturday here for some more NBA news as we get going as the season starts again. Second half starts Thursday, I believe it is. It's the next first game after this weekend. So uh, excited to see here as we ramp it up going down the stretch uh, on see what happens. So join us next Saturday here around 945 a.m. Central. And we'll catch you guys later. See you guys. See you guys at the draft in KC. Talk about those cheese. Cheese.